Hello, Podcast Nation. Welcome to Home with Beth. I'm your host, Beth McGeorge, with Remax Jefferson City, coming at you from mid-Missouri to fill you in on all things real estate in the Show Me State. Stay tuned to see what we've been up to lately. I am so glad you're here. Tips for a successful and safe showing experience in your wonderful home. Ensure all of your valuables, medications, money, and private documents are all safely secured and out of sight during a showing in your home. Realtors are absolutely diligent in monitoring any buyers within the home during a showing, but certain scenarios can have buyers out of sight even if for a short moment. So it is best to keep all valuables out of sight or better yet off property completely. Ensuring your home is vacant of people and pets during showings is also very helpful. If a pet must remain in the home, ensure that your fur baby is safely secured. There are so many stories of realtors chasing Fluffy the cat around the neighborhood because they snuck out as the buyers entered the home. And there's an even wilder story about an agent who returned Fluffy the cat into the home only to receive an angry phone call later asking why the neighbor's cat was inside their pet-free home. So the key for your pet sanity and for the realtors that are trying to help you sell your home is to eliminate any potential risk to your pet um, and also any distractions that would be taking away from the home. We've had showings where there is just the cutest puppy dog in the house and the buyers go through the showing, no issues, you know, so it's okay. But whenever they leave the home, all they can remember is that super cute puppy dog. So while pets can be very wonderful. It can actually detract from a showing uh, experience for a buyer. And even pet lovers, they can be leery of unfamiliar pets. And some people are very turned off by animals inside the home. Our pets do not react the same way to strangers when we're not home as they would when we're with them. So if we've only had good experiences of of our pets whenever company has come over, you know, we've been there with them. So please keep in mind the liability if if our pets are not reacting well to an intruder as it would be when you're not home, they do react differently. So limit your liability there. Um, also, you wanna make sure the house does not show signs of pet hair, that there are no pet odors, or even things like food bowls, cat pans. You wanna be really diligent and have all that tucked out of sight for photos. Um, and showings if at all possible. With the photos, that's like your first showing. If it appears that a pet is really overtaking a home, that can land wrong to an audience and they sort of feel like, you know, that's a house with 10 cats, oh my gosh, you know, and it's just really not that way. It can just kind of appear incorrect. Um, So keep that in mind for for photos and showings. Shifting gears a little bit now for safety, um, you want to be mindful of safety hazards and make any changes prior to any showing starting. For example, um, I like to set stuff on my stairs so that I remember to take it up or down. And my husband's gotten pretty good at avoiding those things, but a stranger in my home might not see that sitting there. So you definitely want to do a quick lap around the house and look for any potential risks. Um, And if you don't feel like you're up for the task, have a friend do that and make sure everything looks to be safe and there's no landmines out there. Okay, now we're switching gears a little bit, keeping it moving to timing. Um, Basically, people ask us a lot, when should they leave for a showing? You know, we don't want to have you kicked out any longer than we need to, but we want to set this scenario up for success. So it is good practice to leave the home about 15 minutes prior to any scheduled showing um, starting. 
And some realtors will come early and turn on lights and prepare the home for the showing um, to just kind of help you get set up for success, um, especially if that's the only one that they're viewing. So leaving just a smidge early keeps you from feeling like someone's rushing you out the door. That never feels good. And I also like to note, not all showings will have an agent arriving 15 minutes early to turn on lights and do all of that. That doesn't mean anything is wrong. But if they're on a marathon um, house hunting extravaganza with their buyers, they might be zipping from one house to the next and just simply turning on lights as they go, which is perfectly fine. Quick tip, it is a really, really good idea to put tape over any light switches that you do not want flipped on or off. Um, a realtor spends a lot of time in their day flipping switches, trying to ensure that all lights are off and some switches are gonna get flipped on and off in the process. I remember as a kiddo, there was a clock plugged in to a wall outlet that was also tied to a switch. And it was a big deal having it turned off as it would reset the clock and my parents would have to reset it and it would drive them nuts. So avoid scenarios like that or any potential frustration and just tape that switch in the appropriate on-off position and then you will have no problems there. So that's a little tip for you. Um, also, it is a really good idea to have a porch light left on for any buyers who would be approaching the home in the dark um, and to just ensure safety and provide a warm welcome. And it's a good first impression. So just keep lighting in mind for safety, security, and, and just, you know, good vibes. Finally, our last subject for the day is clutter. We're going to do a whole episode on this, probably multiple episodes. This is people's big stressor. So think of this for showings. You want to keep, uh, you know, resale on your home at its peak, but also keep your sanity intact. So here's the deal. Leave your home neat and tidy for showings. Too much clutter can distract a buyer and not really allow them to fall in love with the home. Human brains are wired to take in lots of details about our surroundings. We just cannot help our eyes from surveying the quote stuff within a home and too much of it can definitely be a turnoff. I personally believe it's possible to have the seller's personal style and personality shine through uh, with a home, it just shouldn't outshine the home itself. This is why staging and home decor is so powerful in selling homes. If you took two homes perfectly identical, one of them being dirty and one of them being clean, the clean home will always sell for more money. So um, same scenario if one of the homes is really decluttered and it presents kind of calmly and the other home is absolute mayhem with our day-to-day -day clutter, the calm home is just simply going to sell for more money. We, we want to buy the ideal scenario, not what our current home or current situation looks like. The key is to know where you're going to struggle most likely. So for me in the morning, getting the kids out for school, I've got four kiddos, the breakfast routine and getting out the door for school. That's real. You know, I'd like to tell you guys that I have everything all together and my house is perfectly clean when I leave for work and the kids go to school. That is simply not the case. But if I'm selling my home, I need to pull it together because if I'm going to have a showing that day, I can't really afford the time to be leaving work and cleaning my house last minute in a, in a last minute panic. Okay, so you want to have a good system when you're leaving the home. Also, for me, mail, we tend to, we're those people, we kind of have like a little stack of mail, we got busy lifestyle, and that kind of just sits there for a while, and I need to do a better job of sorting the junk mail, but I don't do that. So when I'm selling my home, you can't just have that kind of stuff sitting around for many reasons. So knowing where you struggle is key. So for me, when I'm selling a home, wherever I normally sit my mail, I will clear out the cabinet closest to it. 
get like a little basket or something and I have a place to tuck that out of sight so it's in my cabinetry instead of just sitting on the countertop and taking up space. Okay, so kind of know where you're going to struggle and we can help you with some systems to not let you reinvent who you are as a person and your habits that are pretty deeply ingrained in adults, quite frankly, um, but to kind of set you up for success and still have some tools to help you be successful in selling your home. Bottom line, the biggest takeaway, do your very best. Do not obsess and give yourself plenty of time and be realistic in your goals. Set a checklist of what needs to be done. Look at the calendar and work backwards of when you'll actually have time to get all of that list knocked out and then jump into action. And kind of like I talked about on the mail, acknowledge your weaknesses and ask for help if necessary. If you are not that person that is going to be able to sort through things and declutter, you know, if you got like 10% hoarder in you, I know I do, um, have a friend who's very good at organizing or someone who knows you well enough to be very honest with you in getting that task accomplished. So definitely ask your friends and family for help if necessary. And if your best falls short of perfection, Give yourself some grace and know that these things are all very important to sell your home for top dollar, but just simply do your best and it is all good. We will be there to help as well. So stay tuned for future episodes regarding which updates get you the best return on investment. Cleaning and staging is one thing. Spending money is quite another. That's it for us today on your favorite real estate podcast, Home with Beth. I'm Beth McGeorge with Remax Jefferson City, and I hope today's topic has you feeling informed, empowered, and gave you a laugh or two along the way. If I could be of help in any way, let's talk soon.